With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Duke fans, hello and welcome to what is probably the weirdest episode we will ever have on this podcast, episode number 199. We are coming to you on Thursday, March 12th, just a couple of hours after a lot of major news has shaped the landscape of not just the sports world, but our world in general. Most importantly, at least for this episode, the cancellation of the 2020 NCAA tournament. Uh, I am Donald. I am your host. And the ACC the, tournament. And the ACC tournament. It yeah. just kind of, there's been a lot Go of on. news going on and there's just a lot to discuss. Um, I'm your host this week. I am Donald Wine. I am coming to you from Miami, Florida, where I am down here for a wedding weekend. But uh, obviously there has been a lot of stuff that have kind of superseded that. I'm going to bring in my co-hosts as well. Uh, Sam Klein, who is, are, are you in, where are you in? Are you in? Durham right now? Nope. I am coming to you from Boston. I mentioned, I think on our last show that I was on spring break. And so I, they canceled classes at Duke a couple days ago as of this coming week, or, or actually the classes are not canceled, but they're all online now. So I drove up to Boston for a few days to visit some friends. I was in New York for a little bit. I think I'm heading back to Durham soon, but I honestly don't really know. I've got I've got enough stuff with me that I can just sort of hang out here for a bit because as we're going to talk about 
one no one really knows what's coming next with the virus as i mentioned duke is um, as everyone knows i think who listens to the show uh, i'm currently a graduate student at duke and we don't have on any on-campus events or classes or anything at school uh, until at least the end of April is what the university announced. There are no more games. There's no more anything. So even even to the extent, like if I'm back in Durham, there's no reason to be on campus. I would just be off campus at my apartment. Do I guess doing my homework? Doing the same that's thing. Really yeah. All there is yeah. Uh, and I'll also bring in Jason Evans. Jason, are you in Atlanta? I am. And um, just so folks are aware, in addition to being a Duke basketball podcaster, uh, I'm a journalist and uh, I, I write for CNN. I'm a writer and producer at CNN. And uh, I've been absolutely immersed in this story for quite a while. I work for CNN International and this was the coronavirus was an international story before it was a domestic story. So I've kind of been involved with it for a for a while longer than most people, I think, have been really aware of it. Um, I sort of saw all of this coming, and yet I'm still shocked and stunned, a little bit depressed at, at how it has happened and the speed at which it has happened. But um, yeah, we, we, need to, we, we need to get to talking about the really unsatisfying end of the college basketball season where no one plays any more basketball. Yeah, uh, and real quick, I, I know you've been in the international world, and my world in soccer. Um, Everything's oh, yeah. been on fire oh, yeah. for like two or three weeks. But uh, really when it hit here, just the scope of everything uh, is just – I don't think there's anything that will ever touch this story. When you look at the sports history as we go you know, further on, this is going to be something that is talked about forever. Um, so let's get into it. I want to start by first doing the Duke angle, and then we can expand it to – uh, the, the Duke timeline and expand that to the national and international timeline. And, and, and uh, you know, Donald, by the way, Duke is, we, we would be talking about this if Duke wasn't like a major player in all this. But absolutely. Duke, Duke is a major, major player. A, in fact, there are people out there who think that Duke may have been the driving force that caused the NCAA and the yeah. ACC to take action because mm -hmm. Duke said, we are not playing. We're yeah, done. So but anyway, so yeah, yeah so let, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. But we're going to go back to last night. Last night, um, you know, the N NBA, uh, I'm sorry, the NCAA had announced that the NCAA tournament, both the men and the women, would be played behind closed doors. The NBA was about to announce that they were about to also go behind closed doors and play all their games with no fans in the stands. Then last night changed everything. Um, Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz uh, they, the Jazz announced that he had tested positive for COVID-19. A game between the Jazz and Thunder was immediately canceled when this news took place. Maybe four minutes after that game was canceled, the NBA suspended their season. And that has started the domino effect. After that, uh, MLS, you know, Major League Baseball, NHL, in various forms, a lot of different conferences canceled their, uh, canceled their conference tournaments. Uh, but at first, the ACC was going to only play behind closed doors. They had played with fans the first two nights. Today was supposed to be the first day that they played without any fans in the stands. The first game started, was about to start between Florida State uh, or Florida State and Clemson. And right before it happened, the word came from Duke and apparently NC State as well that they were not coming. And 
it was reported on SportsCenter that those two teams decided they would not play the second game. At that point, it forced the ACC to cancel the ACC tournament. At this point, every other conference tournament had also canceled, except for uh, except for the Big East, which played a half before it was canceled. So at this Sorry. point, the ACC tournament is canceled, and we now move to the questions were about whether or not the NCAA tournament was going to go on a schedule. At this point, every other sporting league, almost every league on planet Earth, had decided they were suspending operations or canceling games. And then finally, Duke, uh, I believe it was President Price, put out a statement saying that all athletic competition had been suspended for Duke University and that the team would not be competing in the postseason, in the NCAA tournament. The women as well, the women were slated to probably receive an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament on the women's side, and they were told they were not playing. Kansas soon followed along with some other schools, and these dominoes led for a couple hours ago the NCAA to cancel the 2020 spring and winter championship sports uh, and all of spring sports. The Ivy League, I should mention, also canceled all of their spring sports yesterday and basically was still talking about whether or not Yale would participate in an NCAA tournament should have gone on. So that is a lot. And that is all in the last maybe 18 hours. So, Jason, I'm going to start with you. Uh, take whatever you want out of that whole batch because I know it's a lot. And <laughs> really, your reaction uh, is going to be the correct one in, in all of this. You know, Donald, the thing that occurs to me is that we're supposed to have sports for times like this in our lives. When things are going bad, when we as a society, you know, when we're in difficult times, Sports is kind of this healing thing that we get. You come home at the end of a difficult day and you go, you know what? I'm going to unplug. I'm just going to sit back and, and watch my team, watch the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, watch whatever it may be to take my mind off of the craziness that's happening in the regular world. And instead of getting that at this time, instead of getting those brief moments of joy that we get from sports in a difficult time, Sports is now signaling to us how difficult these times are. Sports is signaling to us how much our lives are changed as a result of, of the craziness of this coronavirus. And we, we have an emotional attachment, attachment to our sports teams and their successes. There's emotion if they win, and there's emotion if they lose. But the 2020 college basketball season, it won't end with teams winning or losing. It just ends. I mean, it seems crazy to say it, but we're, we're programmed for our season to end with a loss. For virtually every team in college basketball, the season ends with them trying to get one more step further and not quite getting there. We're used to that. That's what we see 99 times out of 100 for most, for most teams. And even though we know the loss is the most likely income, there's a sense of hope that we have coming into the game that maybe we'll find a way to win and extend our season. We've been robbed of that hope. We've been robbed of the emotion that goes into the final game. We have the finality of the season. The season's over. It's done with. But we don't have the hope and the joy that comes with those final games. And uh, to be clear, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, none of this really matters. I mean, the pain, if you want to call it pain, that we're suffering as a result of college basketball being canceled is nothing compared to people who are actually sick 
or families who've lost loved ones to this crisis. But like I was saying earlier, sports and entertainment bring us joy. I I've heard stories about bar and bar mitzvah being canceled, weddings being canceled. Schools are already saying that they're not going to have graduation ceremonies. Getting together with family and friends is some of the best times that we all have in life. And we get positive feelings from that kind of stuff, from those gatherings. And so when we need it much, most, uh, it's what's been taken from us. And again, while losing sports is nothing compared to the way this virus is killing many of its victims, the fact that this virus has changed our society, at least in the short term, is one of its most crippling properties. And uh, one of the things that, to me, is, is most difficult to deal with, at least at the moment. Okay, Jason, I, I waxed philosophical enough. No, that's a great point because, I mean, just think about last month, which seems like 3,000 years ago. You know, the everything and the fallout of, of Kobe Bryant passing away and how sports brought everybody together in that aftermath. Yes. That, it, it's, it's, so, it's such a stark contrast to now where, like you said, we – we lean on sports for things like this and we don't have it. And I think that's where people are just kind of like mouth agape. What are we going to do? What is, it? and there's no end in sight. We, this is the, I think that might be the most crippling thing is we don't know what's next. We don't know when this is going to, when this is going to end, when this is going to go back to normal or somewhat normal, or if we're living in the new normal, uh, Sam, I want to bring you in, but talk about, you know, just your thoughts and, you know, what you're experiencing as we go through this thing step by step together. I think you brought up the the thing that's really weighing on me the most on this. I, I echo everything that, that Jason said. I'm looking ahead at what happens next week, the week after, the month after. And as you said, we don't know when everything goes back to normal. The three of us were talking before we started the show about, all right, we're going to, because normally, you know, we we plan out these episodes. We say, all right, we're going to do a show at this time and we'll talk about these topics. Then, you know, at maybe on Sunday, we'll do these topics or something. You know, we, we have an idea of what the cadence is going to look like. And just now before the show, the three of us were talking and we were like, we don't know when we're going to do this again. You know, it's a, there isn't, we don't know when the news is going to break. We don't know if there's just going to be downtime. Everyone's going to be, you know, notionally, hopefully people are going to be staying home. That's sort of the expectation I think that's been laid out by that's the goal who are, yeah who, yeah mm -hmm. um, well, people are going to be craving entertainment but our our job here on this show is to talk about things related to Duke basketball and as Jason noted if there's no sports there's really not much that we need to be on the air for so we're going to we'll we'll try to come up with with content for you but we just don't know and that applies you know the the show is just one example of that for everyone in all of their lives I mean there are there are so many things. It's the that uncertainty. On that, it's yeah, the uncertainty, it, it, right, it, Sam? None of us know what's and and the the speed that it's all moving. I mean, literally, less than twenty four hours ago, the ACC tournament was still happening, and the now college basketball's I'll you, done. I'll tell you about I'll tell you about my story because it is it is Duke related, as I noted. A week ago, we heard. All right. We might have to, we, we, we were sort of extrapolating. My classmates and I were thinking about this. All right, everyone's going on spring break. A lot of people go on international trips. They go all over the world. There was no, there were no restrictions in place when spring break started. So, all right, when we come back, we're going to have to have the first couple of weeks are going to be sort of self-quarantined. We'll probably have to have 
online classes while everyone just stays home and then everyone will come back to school. That was kind of the expectation as of a week, week and a half ago. Then a few days ago, Duke students, and I think students from universities all over the country started getting notices, were canceling classes for the rest of the term, or we're going online, or we're doing, we're just putting everything off. Duke says, we're basically shutting down the campus. One of the most surprising things to me, Donald, in your recap, was how Duke had already announced back on, I think it was on Tuesday, that Mm -hmm. all university events were suspended students were not going to be allowed on campus unless they absolutely had to stay there. Like if like students who live on campus were told to go home to their parents' houses or wherever. Um, and what was shocking to me is that that hadn't been followed up immediately by, and by the way, all the sports are canceled. Like it took another day or two for all the sports to get canceled. And I was like, what are the athletes going to do in the meantime? They can't be on campus. Most Duke students, most undergrads live on campus. So it's not clear where the athletes are going to go. They certainly can't get together to play sports because because you can't you can't uh, you can't play sports when everyone's not allowed to be in the vicinity with each other. So I don't know what I I, I don't know how all of that went down. Um, but to me, it was like as you said, the, the timeline was moving so quickly. Now we're at the point where all all of our classes are going to be online for the rest of the term. As Jason noted, not sure if we're going to have a graduation ceremony. I'm like leaving the school in a few weeks to go off and be in the real world again. And I don't really know that I'm going to get to say goodbye to everybody. Uh, and everyone, it's not just me. It's not just Duke students who have this problem. This is all over the country and all over the world where things are just getting canceled left and right. Um, so I'm really struggling with with what it all means, like I said, down the road next week, next month, because I can't. I, I can't plan anything. Nobody can plan anything. Uh, everyone's plans are out the window until until there's more certainty. Um, so I, I think that my my takeaway is I can't wait to get back on with you guys in a future episode. We noted this is episode 199, uh, which means that 200 is coming up next, and hopefully we have something fun for that. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. But, uh, but we'll make it interesting. Back. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to being back with the two of you and maybe some other guests in in happier times to do a more fun episode. For today, it's just it's just uncertainty and pain and confusion, all of that rolled into one. Yeah, and for me, you know, Sam, the point that you just made about you know, you don't know if you're going to have a graduation. You don't know if you know you're going to see who you're going to see from your friends. You know, if they're you're going to all be together uh, in in a group before you guys graduate and move on to the next phase of your lives, like there's a whole wave of international students that probably are sitting there at on campus saying, what the hell am I going to do? Because if they leave, they can't come back because there's a travel ban in place. There's, I mean, you, you know, you got, you said some of your people were talking about going to Europe. They could have been stuck there. And my friends, my friends were in, I, so I told you I was supposed to go to France this week. Mm-hmm. Most of my, most of my friends that were going on the trip, they had already left for Europe the week before I was sticking around. You don't want to be in France. France. You don't yeah, want to no. be in France right now. So <laughs> I was, it's so exploding I was in, in France. I was in, I, I was in Durham all last week because I was sticking around for the UNC game and then decided sort of at the last minute I was, I, I was sort of keeping my, my, flights i was like you know if i need to cancel i need to cancel but i was just kind of waiting it out and the the day i was supposed to leave was like all right 
I like things don't look good. There no there isn't a, any kind of restriction in place for going to France, but they have a ton of cases. There's a ton in Italy, so I'm just not going to go. So I didn't go on the trip. And then yesterday it comes out that that now there's going to be this this restriction on people coming in from Europe. It doesn't apply to U.S. citizens, but it's still in place. And all of my friends who were over there had to scramble and get on airplanes and come back to the states because even if you even if you're allowed to still be there. Will there be flights? Will like, will the rules will you change? Will be quarantined? The <laughs> these things, these can, these things can be changing. Yeah, you could spend two weeks stuck in a room. Yeah, you could spend more than two weeks because you might be, you might be allowed to wander around France all you want, and then all of a sudden you come to the airport. Let's say that you know one of my classmates says, "All right, I'm just gonna, you know, my classes are all online, so I can just watch them all online anyway. I'll just gallivant around Europe, and then maybe like in." You know, late April, I'll come back for for like end of the year events and, and graduation and stuff. Well, you might get to the airport and they might say it's still happening. You still are sitting in quarantine. So mm-hmm. no one knows when it ends. So you might as well you might as well come home. It, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's there's a lot. Right. I mean, just even for my friends, they were talk about going to Europe for soccer games at the end of the month. Those were canceled, obviously. And that was no the right soccer. call. Uh, no soccer, <laughs> no soccer whatsoever. I mean, the women, the women's team played last night as this was blowing up. So literally I had 17 worlds of mine just exploding at the same time because soccer is happening and soccer is not happening elsewhere. And then the NBA happens. So, and then the NCAA, like everything just kind of, I've never seen a story explode in so many different sections of life at the same time. And that's, I think, is what really makes everyone just kind of stand there and like, I, I don't know what to do. I hate to interrupt Donald, but we've got to take a quick break right now on the DBR podcast. We'll be back in one second after this message. Jason, I want to go back to you because I want to get back to the NCAA and the cancellation of the tournament, I think I know the answer to this question, but do you think that they did the right thing? I've run into friends who questioned, you know, the NBA and the NCAA making this decision, the NBA to suspend all games. And and I think most people think that if they try to come back, they'll just come back and try and play the playoffs. Um, And the NCAA um, canceling, not suspending. I want to be very clear about that. NCAA said they were canceling the NCAA tournament. In fact, they said they're canceling all spring sports. You know, it's, it's done. So there are people who are wondering about this. And, and my response to them is, <laughs> do you know how much money the NCAA and the NBA just gave up? It is not tens of millions, Be almost honest. certainly h- hundreds of millions, in fact, probably billions of dollars that, that have been given up by sports leagues that are not playing. So with that statement in mind, I don't know how you can't think that these leagues, the NCAA, the NBA, MLS, the NHL, all the, all the soccer leagues all over the world, I don't know how you can't think that they didn't consult the smartest people they could find, the best doctors the, the immunologist, the guy, the virologist, the guys who understand how this disease works. 
And if they had found, believe me, if you're the NCAA or the NBA, if you found even one prominent doctor who was who was okay with you playing your games, you would have trotted his ass out there and you would have said, this guy says it's all right, we're still playing. Hey, CBS, give me my NCAA tournament money. TNT, give me my uh, you know NBA money. You would have done that in a heartbeat. I, they couldn't find one of those doctors because the doctors all knew this is too dangerous. This is too important. We have to flatten the curve. We have to keep this thing from putting, I don't know, a million, two million, 10 million people in the hospital at the same time because we can't handle that and people will die. A lot, lot, lot of people will die. So of course the NCAA did the right thing. Of course the NBA did the right thing. It was too costly for them to do the wrong thing. To me, that that sums it up. There's there's no way they forfeited this amount of money for anything other than something that was 100% certain to be the right thing. Does that make sense? It does, but for a minute, just forget the forget the uh, the money. The players didn't want to play. There are so many teams that said, nope, our players do not want to play because that Rudy Gobert getting testing positive scared a lot of players. Tom Hanks, and, Tom Hanks, that that just set everybody off. That hey, made me, it, in my opinion, let, that made yeah. it where anyone, everyone that was out there was like had a little bit of doubt. Anyone can get it. So anyone, let me, and that's what scares people. And, and and let me let me tell you something about the Rudy Gobert situation that I think should bring home to people how impossible it was for the NCAA to have a tournament. So so Rudy Gobert tested positive, and then within 24 hours of that, we've heard that Donovan Mitchell also tested positive, and we've now heard that there's an NBA referee who has tested positive. I, I, want, I want you to think about the NCAA. Um, let's say, uh, because all the conferences, almost all the conferences are doing conference tournaments right now. Let's say there's a guy on Clemson just randomly, a guy on Clemson has it and Clemson loses to Florida State in this game. And we find out in four or five days that this guy on Clemson had it. Um, that means anyone, I don't know, who guarded him in the entire game against Florida State, anyone on Florida State, they're under quarantine, 14 days of quarantine. And by the way, the referees, 14 days of quarantine. The other teams Florida State played, 14 days of quarantine. There's a domino effect here. It doesn't even have to be the 68 teams in the tournament. If any NCAA tournament, any team playing in a conference tournament right now, if any player had it, the, dom the way that this spreads out and the number of people who are forced to go under quarantine makes it impossible for you to so stage an NCAA tournament. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm glad they got it done before the tournament started because, you know, how awful would it have been if, you know, a couple of teams pulled some upsets and suddenly, you know, maybe a team's feeling really good about what was going to happen for them. And, and then the tournament gets canceled. I just can't see any way the tournament had, was going to play. We out. hadn't, we hadn't yet had any of those like big March moments, right? This will just be a, mm -hmm. an empty space in our memory. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, just think about it. Like imagine if this had happened next week, eight teams, you know, eight teams in a, in a particular, you know, pod, like in Greensboro. If someone yeah. in Greensboro get it, that's eight teams that have to quarantine. You pull eight teams out of the NCAA tournament, what it's do they done. do? Yeah, it's, it's done. done. It doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. And, I mean, you even saw it last night in the Big Ten tournament where Fred Hoiberg, uh, thankfully he does not have it, but he was 
visibly sick on the sidelines and they and then he had to rush off to the hospital in the middle of the game he was told by a team doctor that he was well enough to coach the game he woke up sick coached the game and because of this scare his entire team was quarantined last night and thankfully none of them have the virus but that's the world we live in like people yeah like, he, why he only are had we playing games he yeah, he only had the flu. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which is bad enough. It, at this no. point, why are you, why are you just doing this? Go ahead, Sam. I want to, I want to get everybody keyed in on a, on a couple things to watch looking forward. One of the most interesting things that the NCAA is going to deal with, because I think that this season is sort of is finished. They're not going to. There's not going to be time for the players to return to campus, get back in shape, and gear up for a tournament. So don't. I, I would not go around thinking that, you know, oh, maybe this thing calms down in a month and they get it figured out. There are just too many logistics no in way. the way of that. No way. What I, yeah. I do think is going to be interesting going forward, and I wonder sort of how the NCAA is going to deal with this, is what the implications are for next season. So I'm thinking about seniors who are supposed to graduate who don't get that final shot at their glory. Um, you have all the players who who sort of – Justin Robinson. Poor Justin yeah. Robinson. Oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. Was and and Justin Robinson is one of probably hundreds of players who yeah. was about to get their you know, Justin Robinson is one, but Justin Robinson has played in the tournament before. You know, there are there yeah. are guys on teams that that hadn't yet made the tournament that were about to that were on the best teams they'd ever been on and may ever yeah. be. Dayton, um, San Diego State, and Baylor. We we talked this season. Dayton, San Diego. Those were going State, to be Baylor. the best teams have the tournament. Ne- mm-hmm. Never had a better chance. And and maybe Gonzaga as well. Never had a better chance to win a national title. Gone, gone. All of it. So uh, it'll be it'll be very interesting to watch. And and I have heard that that there's a lot of discussion going on about what the what athletic directors are are advising, what coaches are advising, what players are asking for. All of it, I think, is on the table. And and this is again to use to use our topic here on the on the show is sort of a microcosm for everything else around the discussion of the coronavirus, this this crisis is going to force us to question all kinds of assumptions about how things work in our society. Do players get an extra year for things like this? What do what are the scholarships uh, going to look like next year? What do the championships look like? What do the schools owe to these players? All of that, all the things that we love talking about on this show are going to come up in discussions and, and what is fair and what is right is is going to come up in the same way that it's going to happen for people who've had to cancel trips, people who miss out on vacations, people who miss out on work and and can't go to work. Some companies are able to pay people for time off, and some aren't. Um, all of that, all of that is coming to a head, and and is going to be just one of the one of the fascinating discussions that happens over the next few weeks and months among the hundreds and hundreds that you're going to see in the news, your workplace, everywhere you go. How's this for a domino effect? You're talking about like what happens to these players. They stay next year. The NBA is considering a lot of options. And one of those options is playing into the summer, into July and August and delaying the start of next season. Mind you, the NBA draft is normally in late June. So what does that mean for which these allow, players? Which allows players, to, which allows players to pull out before the draft to then go back to school 
and everyone's kind of on the the the, the, the all work together. Right. Like all of they, these things. I mean, yeah. they don't all actually they don't actually roll up to the same leadership, right? Because the NBA has its own leadership, and the NCAA has its own mm-hmm. leadership, but ultimately they've decided these things in concert that this is just how the calendar works. And oh, it's not going to work like that. And and I've got another aspect of all of this, which is the NCAA tournament is for you know, let's take Obi Topin, Obi Toppin at, at at Dayton, or, or or some of the really great players at Gonzaga and San Diego State who haven't had they haven't been playing the greatest competition all year. NBA scouts who are looking at those guys are looking forward to hey, I was going to get to see him play in the NCAA tournament. I was going to get to see them play against other potential NBA players. Guys on Gonzaga probably haven't played an NBA quality player for a while, you know, this season. So the scouts were going to get to see a little something. We always hear about guys who improve their stock in the NCAA tournament. Gone. Steph Curry. That opportunity. Yeah. Molly Zerbiak. Yeah. Guys that lived because Marsh Madness gave them that opportunity, that platform Donald, to, to shine. Donald. Ty, Tyus Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Tyus Jones. And I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. Trey, Jones, Trey Jones came back because he wanted to win another national title denied and through no fault of his own trey jones by the way mm-hmm. congrats just won acc player of the year acc defensive player of the year vernon carey won freshman of the year we'll get when we do a duke season recap we'll get to that trey jones accomplished damn near everything he wanted this season but the acc title the ncaa title that he expressly said he was coming back for he didn't get a shot at does does that change his decision for the nba i, I don't i don't know and we're going to get to that later but the domino effects from this are just crazy. I mean, we were, I mean, it was a week ago. Sam and I were in the stands when they announced that Ken Jong was going to do the commencement speech. Is he going to give that speech? We don't know. I want Ken Jong to do my commencement speech. Yeah, yeah it, this <laughs> world has changed so much. I, I mean, the, the, the gift from Titanic, it's been 84 years. That is the last week and a half. Um, it's been a that's lot. The last, it, that's the last two days. Two days. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. just it's it's literally this. I mean, we we're here recording. I keep looking at my phone just to see if something else has happened because that's how quickly <laughs> it's been happening. Uh, hey, but hey, by the way, DBR podcast listeners, if you know Ken Jung, if you have any way to contact him, I have been trying to get him on the DBR podcast. The I, he might listen to the show. I don't know. Ken Jung, he can do the commencement there, speech right here. <laughs> if you're out there, Ken, we want you on the podcast, dbrpodcast at gmail.com. Email us, Ken, dbrpodcast at gmail.com. We want you on the pod. <laughs> it's gotten too weird. Yeah, so we're going to end it here. Um, like I said, this is probably the wildest episode we will ever do um, because we're talking about stuff that's not happening in a way that in the way that it happened is going to live in history. Uh, but for all of you guys out there, you know, we will come back with episode 200. We're, we're at 200 episodes and we're going to plan something that's going to be pretty cool. We will let you guys know when that's coming so that you guys can prepare for it because it's not going to be, it's not going to be our routine. I, say, Go Donald, ahead, Sam. Mm-hmm. I can tell you one thing that we won't have for episode 200. What is that? You ready? One mm-hmm. thing, a big meetup. We will not be having a big meetup for episode 200. That is correct. No get. Okay. That, that is canceled. So, uh, or I'll, no I'll say postpone. 250 people. 250 people together in a small confined place. That's what I want. Yes. The, nope. Not doing <laughs> that. Not doing that. Bad um, idea. Bad yeah, idea. Yeah. So, 
we will we will let you guys know. Stay tuned on the forum. Stay tuned on on social media. We will post whenever we are about to record, so that you guys can look out for it and, and actually expect it. Especially as you guys are looking at this news, as this news evolves, as this world evolves. Um, there's a lot going on, and we want to make sure that whenever we come back, that you guys are ready for us. But until then, everyone stay safe, stay healthy out there. That is our primary concern uh, individually and collectively is that everyone here remains healthy and safe and that no one and that this curve is flattened and, and hopefully in two weeks we are starting to see the the spread of this virus decrease. So uh, everyone stays healthy, stay safe out there. But until we come back uh, for Sam in Boston, for Jason in Atlanta, I am Donald in Miami. We will check you guys soon. Take it easy. And as always, Duke Band, take us out. Wash your hands.